if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few good reasons. First of all, it's free, so you really have nothing to lose. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can just be lying in your bed and record your podcast and they will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many, many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I realized that there's a yearning and there's a craving and a desire that so many, so many of us are looking for, but in the world, it's so hard to find pockets of that where you can really feel safe and you can feel like people are looking out for you. And that's really what GC has become. And it's a blessing because I kind of set the intention and I kind of hold the space and I set the tone and I cultivate culture in GC, but I'm not the person who does it on her own. You know, it's like, it's everyone, it's everyone in these gatherings, checking in on each other and following up on how they're feeling and asking about their pets and their friends and, you know, just everything. It's, it's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. And it's so rooted in us just trying to be better. Hi there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Karima Elba, I'm the host. I'm so happy that you're back and if you're new here, welcome. For this week's episode, I talked to Kathleen Tigua. She is the founder of a beautiful community that she created, Goddess Council, which originated in New York, where she moved from, from her hometown, Miami. She had a hard time meeting new people, making new friends, socializing in the big city. So she came up with the idea to start a community where women can meet each other and have deep conversations and share their thoughts. And Goddess Council has now become a huge community they have events in many big cities in the United States, such as L.A., Miami, New York, of course, and it is expanding. So we got to talk a bit more about that. Um, Kat also shared her thoughts on Black Lives Matter, and she also spoke very honestly about how she's feeling during these very tough times that we are in and how Corona has really impacted her mental health. Kat also has her own podcast chats with Kat. So if you're interested in learning more about her, you will absolutely love her podcast. It has a very calm vibe. She is she has a lot of solo episodes, but she also has guests on her podcast. And she's just very honest and open. And you really 
feel as if you are listening to your best friend. She gives a lot of advice and she shares her thoughts on many, many topics. So, I mean, I love listening to her podcast. So <laughs> if you're interested and you're looking for a new podcast, please check it out because you will absolutely love it. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and don't forget to review us. Don't forget to leave a comment or maybe to share one of the episodes that you've listened to if you like it. Um, it really helps and we do appreciate it, of course. So without any further ado, this is the lovely cat. Make you sit right here. Now you can go back home. You love it when I get so high and drop that ass so low. Make you sit right here. Now you can go back home. You love it when I get so high and drop that ass so low. Make you sit right here. Now you can go back home. So, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling today? That's a great question. Um. There's a lot going on in my personal life. There's a lot of transitions. I'm, it's my last week working a nine-to-five job. I'm moving to another state. There's just like a lot of things that are kind of happening at the same time. So there are moments where I feel overwhelmed, but then I also feel really excited about change. So mm. today was one of those days, like it's Monday and it's like the last week of my job. And so it's, it was pretty hectic, but. You're moving to where exactly? To Austin. Really? For work or just because you have to? No, not because I have to. Um, I'm going to be self-employed. My boyfriend and I just, we, we want to get out of the city. So that's going to be a big change. But that's, that's where we're being called to right now. So yeah, the only constant thing is change, right? <laughs> like we're always changing. Exactly. But how is life in uh, New York right now? Um, I mean, <laughs> by our apartment, there's been like five shootings in the past two months. So which is partly the reason why we're like kind of ready to just get out. So, mm. it's, you know, it depends. It depends on where in New York you're living. But everybody's experience is a little different right now. But that happens to be my experience. So um, speaking to me right now, I'm just yeah, it's like if you would have spoken to me in the beginning of quarantine and kind of like now, it's just yeah, I'm ready to get out. No, I understand. But how did you handle the lockdown in New York? Because, I mean, it's all over the news that New York is like a hotspot. And I was like, I can't imagine being in the city because I know how crowded it is and I know how busy it is and I know how it's, it's a city, you know, it's not... It's not LA where you can maybe kind of disappear in the mountains or at the beach. So yeah, I'm so sorry for people who are kind of stuck, you know, if you don't have a job or something, it's yeah. just so hard. But how have you been handling the quarantine? Um, I mean, luckily I have, I mean, my needs have been met and the basics are met, but emotionally it's definitely taxing. So um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's not normal for people to be in this situation. So living in New York and going through all of this is pretty particularly overwhelming on like the psyche and mental health on top of 
all of the, the, the social unrest and the uprising and there's just so many layers. I'm just so ready to go somewhere where I can just rest and be in nature and come back to myself because living here has right now during this time has been particularly challenging. It's just like a lot of intersections around, you know, life and stability and future. And um, a lot of people are leaving. There's like the most, the most vacancies that have ever really come to come to be since like the inception, I think of New York, there's like, like 15 or 16,000 empty apartments, which hasn't happened in a really long time. And everyone's just like ready. And I'm one of those people. I mean, it's not, it's not really easy to be here right now. And um, yeah. yeah. That's how, that's but how also like everything is kind of happening at the same time. It's like Corona hit and then Black Lives Matter. And it's like the one thing after another. And then you guys have the election also coming up. So there is so much, like I completely understand how a person can feel so overwhelmed because it just seems like it's like it's hitting you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're paying attention and you're not trying to bypass. Like I'm not I'm not one of those people that like when things get bad that I turn away. I I want to look deeper and figure out what like what it is and that, you know, like once you open that door especially with all of the energy that's here it's just it's exhausting it's very exhausting and yeah like the elections like it's just there's so many things that could go wrong and there's so many things that are going wrong and there's so much on the line right now it's like it's a hit or miss yeah yeah it's pretty intense I mean I I I wish I could leave like if I could leave the U.S. right now I would have been somewhere else to be honest with you like I don't even have my passport. My passport, I submitted it to get to, to get renewed months ago. And like, mm-hmm. they're not renewing passports right now. So like, there's millions of passports that are just like, being um, yeah. so even that is a weird thing to just not feel like you can go anywhere, really. So you kind of feel like you're losing a part of your freedom a bit. If you can't, like, if you can't move, you can't fly somewhere. And you're like, this isn't normal. It's like, borders are closed some people are stuck in countries that they've never been to before and haven't seen their families in a long time i can't imagine like i think this year is all about (laughs) trying to contain sanity and just sort of learn as much as you can by what is happening i feel like um but it's hard it's i mean obviously easier said than done when it's happening it's You're just like, I just want this to be over. I mean, like, I don't know what it's like to be in your position, but speaking for me, just the normal interactions with people, like you always have to keep in mind, like I have to be careful. I can't touch people. I can't do this and that. And, and yeah, it's just, it's really, it's a totally like a different life style. You know what I mean? Like it feels like a different world that we're living in at the moment. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a new world and it's the old world and the new world. Like there is no going back to mm-hmm. how things used to be, mm-hmm. at least not in the full context. Like eventually we'll be able to hug and do all of that. But once you as a society, like as a, it's not even just as a society, because I think it's safe to say the whole world is affected by at least one layer of all of this. It's like we can't really go back to how things used to be because 
we were, we were every country, every society has been forever changed, you know, like this is a moment in history that affected us all. And in the U.S. particularly, it's like really, really hard. Mm. Um, it's really hard and unstable and being a young person that's like trying to figure out what life means and where to go and and this is just supposed to be such a time in in life especially for those people who like move to new york to try to like get things going it's just like why be in new york if the new york that you moved here for doesn't even exist anymore you know so um yeah it's it's really difficult and it's really it's really a time to to just go inward because yeah. you can't escape you can't there's nowhere to go you know like and I think um, in, in my better moments, that's what I think about is just maybe this is the universe's way of causing all of us to, to stop and, and pause and process and to really see things for what they are and assess the severity of it all, um, not just with coronavirus or the racial inequities that are faced here and all over the world, but also just like everything else. Like there's just so many things that don't work. Mm. that just don't work and we're seeing what happens now we have to face it we all have to look at what's not working and what are we going to do about it you know no it's true and do you feel some sort of a good change that is happening in the united states because of the black lives matter movement um do you feel like there is a good change happening or do you feel like it's it's not really going the right direction i don't know i feel like so much of this could be performative, you know, like there was like a few weeks there where it's like that, that's everything that was, that was going on where the protests and talking about it. And then like, you know, like yesterday, I think, I think it was yesterday or Saturday, a black man was shot in the back seven times as he was walking away. So it's like, yes, it's not, you know, it's just, it's not really America is like a weird place. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, on a, on a macro level, a lot of things really still need to like to break down and, and shatter and be rebuilt. But um, within my personal life and the people within Goddess Council and like when I look at the micro moments and the micro conversations, there's a lot of shifts happening on an individual level that I'm seeing. And I think a lot of folks are questioning like what what their sanity looks like and what they need to do to self-preserve and what joy looks like for them. And also just conversations around self-sufficiency that weren't there before, like people growing food and being in tapped in with nature and like thinking about how they spend money, how they consume, like those are really important conversations to be had. And America is like, you know, the capital for like all things, hyper consumption and wasteful. So for Americans to be having these conversations is really, really important. So in those ways, I feel like, those are good things. But when it comes to black, when it comes to black lives matter, like that whole movement, um, I don't want to say that nothing is happening and that like things aren't getting better, but I also like, you know, like I also see what the reality is and Mm -hmm. it's hard to say like, yes, I trust that there's going to be sweeping change when we have the president that we have and when police officers are still doing what they're doing and, you know, it could just kind of feel performative sometimes. Um, so yeah. But also change does not happen overnight. So I think that maybe being patient with it and hopefully, you know, looking back in a few years, we will see a change. 
But yeah, I mean, it's long overdue, you know, and it's, um, I think people are just tired, sick and tired. It's always like the same news, always the same stuff. And, um, and it's also like the higher powers, the people in charge, if they don't want to change anything, then nothing can be changed. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like fighting fire, fighting fire, you know, it's, um, it's, it's really very frustrating. Absolutely. So I want to switch gears a bit and talk a bit more about your community, a beautiful community, um, Goddess Council, because I, I heard that it was because of a move from uh, Miami to New York and that you kind of felt lonely and depressed and had a hard time finding new friends in the city. So can you just give more of a background story about how that came to be? Um, and also, can people get involved and and just, you know, explain what it is? Yeah, of course. So yeah, you did, you definitely did your research. It started, uh, Goddess Council started back in 2018 when I moved to New York from Miami. And it was about like a six month window where I was just feeling super isolated and lonely and depressed because while there are millions of people here, if you don't know people here, it can be really hard to find a community because, you know, people just look past you. It's just a, such a fast moving city. And so one day um, I just kind of had a moment where I was like, I just need to sit down and like think about what kind of community I want to attract because otherwise I'm not going to be able to live here. Like I just won't be able to survive in New York. Feeling less depressed is just not New York is already hard and doing without friends is, is virtually impossible. So um, I just, I sat at my computer one day and I kind of just like drafted up this idea of what, of, of what Goddess Council would be. And I really pictured it just being a community for me. I didn't picture making or founding an organization. I didn't picture doing anything on a macro level. It was more like, I need this. I maybe I'll, maybe this will help me find 10 people that I'll know. And like those 10 people will be my people in New York. And, and so I, I, I like made a little deck in Canva and like I posted it on Instagram and um, I was just like, I, I kind of did something reckless, which was like invite strangers to my apartment. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody, but I, I just had such an intention and I was so clear about it. And um, I started off with like four women who came over and we just like had food and we talked and then I did it the next month and then it like doubled and then I did it again the next month and then it doubled. And then I was like, okay, um, I think I'm, I'm touching on something here. And then a few of the women that were in it were just like, we, we really think you should do this as like a thing. You should make this a formal thing. And that's the moment where I was like, oh, like, do you really think that could work? And then we we hosted like our first event outside of my apartment. And, you know, it was like, I don't know, it was just such a simple thing that we did. It wasn't, we didn't do anything crazy. And we just like ended up having like 45 women show up. And it's just like everything that I did just kept affirming, like, you're not the only one who's lonely. You're not the only person looking for community. Just like sit with this and keep trying to, to foster this and, and dive into what it is exactly the feeling that you are trying to, you know, um, elicit in other, in other women. And so that was in 2018. And, you know, we were in LA, we were in New York, we were in Miami and like these in-person settings. And then since everything happened with coronavirus, we've gone 
completely virtual, which has been really cool because now we get to um, attract women from all over the world. So now we're not just limited to people in those three cities. Now we're, we're everywhere. And so um, since the beginning of coronavirus, like I, I guess like maybe March was like our first event. We've hosted like over 65 events since that time and they've all been free. And it's been really cool to just be able to, to cultivate that community during a time where just like things were just so dire for us. And for me, really, I, w- I just felt activated and I felt like showing up for community in that way so consistently was the way that I felt like I was making a change. And in, in it's during a time where so much felt out of my control and um yeah, now uh, now we're going to be moving to a, a virtual membership, which is really cool. I'm quitting my job to do this full time. And it's just like, it's just a community of women who are just so invested in authentic connections. Like it's just a safe space where women can be who we really want to be without the, the facade. And that's something that I feel like, particularly because I grew up in Miami and because I grew up in an environment that really catered to the superficiality and the the vanity and like the lower frequencies really of connection. I, when I moved to New York, I craved the opposite. I was like, if I move to New York, it's not to do more of what I did over there. It's to do the opposite. And, and be, because of that intention, I realized that there's a yearning and there's a craving and a desire that so many, so many of us are looking for, but in the world, it's so hard to find pockets of that where you can really feel safe and you can feel like people are looking out for you. And that's really what GC has become. And it's a blessing because I kind of set the intention and I kind of hold the space and I set the tone and I cultivate culture in GC, but I'm not the person who does it on her own. You know, it's like, it's everyone, it's everyone in these gatherings, checking in on each other and following up on how they're feeling and asking about their pets and their friends and, you know, just everything. It's, it's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. And it's so rooted in us just trying to be better. And so it's, it's a really promising community. And I don't, I don't just say that because I founded it. I'm like, I'm quitting my job to do this because it's so real. It's so real. And social wellness is something that's so important to me as a topic because, you know, we talk about like being physically well and, and mentally well, but you know, what happens when you need to figure out what it means to be socially well, like what happens when you don't have a community that affects your well-being, that affects your livelihood, that affects your ability to, to live a long life. And so um, this is my way of, of really trying to foster that kind of connection with people where, we have a space where they can cultivate their social wellness and not for the short term, but for the long term, because everything is for longevity and everything is for the real uh, sustainability of connection and friendship, which is something that I feel like so often because of social media and because of so many other ways that we communicate, it's always in bursts and it's always kind of surface level and GC is the opposite. Everything is like really deep. And everything is really wholesome and really authentic. And um, yeah, that's kind of the energy behind everything that we do over there. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful idea. And it started with just a simple idea of, I just want to meet people. I don't want to be alone. I want to be socially active. 
And now it has grown into this community where so many women who also crave that connection, because I think, like you said, because of social media, like we talk mostly through our phones, we call each other, we text each other, we, you know, through Instagram and all of that, but like face-to-face connection is really getting like a second choice, you know? And I think that just hearing you talk about that you're coming together and then in different cities, and it's just like the idea of like so many people together connecting is something that like, it doesn't happen that often. So I think that's such a beautiful idea and I'm so happy that it has, you know, become this, you know, huge community. Yeah. But have you, have you made like really good friends through um, Goddess Council or are the women that you meet more um, like acquaintances or are they just really like good friends? Everything is deep. Like nothing at GC is surface level, you know? And like, granted, we have a lot of people at this point. I can't be friends with every single person in the context of checking in on them every day and talking on the phone because there's just not enough hours in the day. But, um, you know, it's it's a space where that can happen over time. And it's not, it's, it's not just acquaintances. It's more like these are people that I'm getting to know because I'm invested in them. Mm. It's like you wouldn't be in the space unless you want people to invest in you and you're ready to invest in other people. So that's basically how the space operates. And that's how I, um, how I relate to everybody. And there's some people who have been in GC for years, like who have been in it since it's first started. So it's like, obviously I have had more time with those people. So I know them better and it's easier to integrate them because I, I've been, they've been in my life for years, but there's people who I've met during quarantine that, I definitely want to continue having a relationship with over the long run. So for me, it's kind of been a hack um, because I help people, I help connect people and I help people make friends, but it's like, I also bring everybody to me. It's like, I make the space where everybody is and I don't have to, I don't have to go out and worry that I won't meet people Mm -hmm. because there's always a consistent flow of, of not only new people, but people that I, I actually would want to, to know and be friends with. It's like GC is a beautiful filter for, for all of the things that matter. And it's like, if somebody isn't ready to do start doing things that matter, whether that's showing up for themselves or wanting to just show up for other people in a more um, heart centered way, they would not show up because it's like, our mission is so clear. And so if somebody's not ready to do that, they wouldn't be in the space. So it's like everyone who's in the space is exactly the kind of person that I would, if I bumped into them and I had a few hours of time to just like dedicate to a long, beautiful conversation, like these are people I would be able to talk to about any random thing, anything related to, to anything like loving and, and, and centered in growth and centered in just all things beautiful, really. So it's used to like really deep connections, which is crazy that it like it can happen that way that you can really just come together. Like you don't have to meet someone through friends or at work. Um, 
And it's just like, I'm just hearing you talk and I'm like, that is, that's so cool. That's amazing. Because I know what it's like to go to a place that, you know, I have never been to and alone and you don't know anyone. And that makes life so much harder. So I completely understand that feeling and that you crave connection. And I think that's why maybe a lot of people just stay where they are, you know, because like the thought of going to New York alone, not knowing like anyone that makes you nervous and it makes you, yeah, maybe have cold feet and just stay at home. (laughs) Of course. And then, you know, it's like, I, I get it. I get it. I don't blame people who, I don't, I am not somebody who could stay in the same place forever. It's just not in my spirit to be like that. But I also, I understand why people do it. It's hard. Like the being out in the world is not easy when you don't know where you're, like when you don't have like your community and when you don't know where to go or how to navigate these ever evolving spaces, you know? And so um, I get it. And GC is is kind of rooted in that. It's like, if you're moving to a new place, if you move, if you just moved to LA, if you just moved to New York, if you just moved to Miami, here is a place that you could just be a part of that will connect you to all the people in your area that you want to know. It's like the easiest way to filter through the BS Mm -hmm. and go through all of these hardships and all of this trouble. Just put yourself in the place and know that everybody that is behind the scenes, like me and like our tiny team, like our intention is so clear and everything that I do, everyone that we partner with, everything that we do is with the same, with the intention to maximize friendship making and to maximize connection and to maximize our ability to connect again in a way that we've been connecting for so long over the course of human history, but are starting, started to lose, you know, and it's just a place where we can kind of come back to ourselves because it, it lies in all of us, all of us, all, all women want sisterhood. All of us crave sisterhood. All of us crave conversations that make us feel like we are a part of something deeper and that, you know, connects us to like this, this inner, inner woman that like we're, we're destined to be. And mm-hmm. when we don't have reflections of that in our lives and when we navigate the world alone, it can be very easy to lose sight of ourselves. And GC is basically an entire space where like the women who are in there want that for themselves mm-hmm. and they want that for you. And it is a consistent flow of, of give and take and exchanging and, and, and sharing resources and like, you know, sharing books and sharing podcasts and, and sharing advice and giving each other feedback and all of these things. And it's just so effortless and it's so, um, I don't know, it's, it's regenerative. It's, it almost feels like after every gathering, after every interaction with our groups, it's like, I close my computer and I'm like, I feel better than I felt when I got on. Mm-hmm. Even like, I'm exhausted today. I'm like spiritually exhausted, but like if I was to be in a GC gathering, I know that I would go in like this and I would leave feeling the complete opposite way because it's, it's an energy thing. And, and I don't, and it's hard to, to really put it into words because it's like, well, if it's, if it was so easy, then why wouldn't we have been doing this all along? Like, why, why is this such a revolutionary thing? And it's like, because you, it's, we have, there's so many distractions everywhere that take us away from this and this community is so intentional 
everything is so intentional that when you're in there and you're focused and you're like really present, you then get to feel the medicine of, of that connection and, 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 and sisterhood and bond. And it doesn't mean that, um, you know, things don't take time and that you have to really invest in people to get to know them and to feel the deep connection. But, you know, if you meet somebody today and you both show up to a space with the same intention, it, a lot of beautiful things can happen. Magic can happen in that space. Um, it's not far-fetched. It's, you just have to be vulnerable enough to like let yourself be there and be seen and people will reflect it back to you, you know? So um, yeah, it's a magical space. Yeah, no, that's beautifully said. And you are also very open and honest um, on your podcast because you have your own podcast, um, Chats with Kat, it's called. Mm -hmm. And I've listened to a couple of episodes and I mean, your voice is just so calm. (laughs) It's like the opposite of me. (laughs) And I I just enjoyed that you're just so honest and you can really feel that. Like if you had a bad day, we know about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're just super honest about how you feel and you give your opinion about stuff that are sometimes hard to talk about. And I was wondering, did the podcast come because you felt a need to maybe share that part of yourself or do you have another reason for why you you started the podcast well this the podcast started before goddess council but the podcast started okay so i started the podcast like september i don't know 2017 and like probably like six or seven months after is when gc was born so like all of this was born soon after my move to new york the new the move to new york like precipitated so many changes and so much, so much growing for me. I was like 24 when I moved and it was just a lot. And I felt myself growing and expanding. And the podcast was really my, like my way to document these things, but also in thinking about my friends back home in Miami that saw me move to New York and maybe thought that like everything was super glamorous and just looked at Instagram and thought, Mm. Oh, like she's in the city. She's, you know, la 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 doing all of these things that many people often just document that side. I was like, I can't, I cannot be a part of the group of people who make reality, the real reality feel like it's not actually happening. Like in other words, I cannot be perpetuating a a false reality about something that I think a lot of people need to know about, especially people at that time, my age, who were maybe thinking about moving to New York or people my age that I went to school with who maybe had a certain perception of what was going on and maybe felt a little weird or felt behind or left out or feeling like, man, like I'm still back in Miami. Like, shouldn't I be doing this? And it's like, well, do whatever you want. Like I moved to New York, but like, these are all of the challenges that came along with it. Like, it's not, it's not, you know, all peachy all the time. And then similarly to GC, it's like you start the thing and people just come build it and they will come. And so the podcast was really just for my friends. And I was only getting like, you know, a few hundred downloads like a month or something, or if that, and then it just started to take off. And the more I showed up to it, like me as myself, the more that women just saw themselves in it, 
you know, and felt seen because of my vulnerable sharing. And for me, again, it was a form of catharsis. It was like, it was keeping me balanced because once a week I would be able to talk out loud about what I was going through. So I had a moment to reflect and then I had to edit it. So then I heard it again. And it was like a moment in time where I was able to process. And, and then now it's kind of become this thing that lives on its own. And I, I haven't been able to put out a show in a while because I'm just, again, it's just like so much going on. Like everything that we were talking about before, it's hard to show up to my job and to GC and to the podcast and to my, you know, my life and everything. So something mm-hmm. had to take a backseat and that was the show, but the show means a lot to me. And uh, I'm, I'm going to come back because obviously there's just so many things going on that I'm going to have a lot to say mm-hmm. that I hope and I imagine are gonna, is going to resonate with people. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how the show started. It, it was really like a diary. It was really a diary and yeah, I didn't no, and it, yeah, it really feels like, like I'm listening to my best friend. You know what I mean? Like it's a really like calm vibe. I feel like people can listen to it, you know, when they're doing whatever or like in their cars. And it's like, I just really enjoyed it. I'm just saying like, I really enjoyed it because the podcasts that I listen to mostly are not so personal, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I feel like if you can connect with someone who is honest that gives you a reason to come back each week because mm-hmm. you you feel like you're following that person you know what I mean like that person has come into your life in a way <laughs> that's how I wanted it to feel I really did want it I mean it got to the point where I was like once it became more intentional I was like I never want this to feel like people are not just a fly in the wall fly on the wall when listening I really want people to feel like oh my God, am I really listening to this conversation? Because I realize that there are a lot of people who don't have people in their real life that they could talk to that like this, like my reflections could be the first time somebody's hearing that because they live in a place where they feel misunderstood or they're in a part of the world where they just can't access people like me. I live in New York and even all the women that I interview and I bring on the show, like I live in New York and I have access to a lot of different people, which is why I have I go through the things I go through. I have the conversations I have. I evolve in the way that I do because I have a lot of people around me, but I'm, I'm aware that not everybody has access to that. And I want whatever I learn, I want whatever I'm going through to be turned into a lesson for me, of course. But if I learn a lesson and if I have a really powerful understanding about something that changed my life or or whatever, it, I don't feel like it's fair to keep it for Mm -hmm. just me. You know, it could, I've gotten messages from all sorts of people from all over the world at different stages in life that were like that, that episode that you did, it's like, I needed to hear that exactly when I heard it. I cannot believe you said that, that I was feeling that I was feeling so lonely. I can't believe it. I'm like, because we are not going through this alone. We're never Mm -hmm. going through things alone. It's just that we don't feel comfortable enough to say it out loud. So it's like, it's my podcast. It's my little corner of the internet. I could say whatever I want there and whoever's supposed to find it will find it. And so that's kind of the approach I've taken with it. And I don't feel, I don't feel overexposed. I don't feel, you know, like I don't feel bad about it. I feel like I'm doing something because I just feel like it's our duty to share everything Mm -hmm. that could help somebody else, Mm -hmm. even if it feels really silly. And even if it feels like, you know, 
like it's just something that you went through if you really sit with yourself and you process what that moment was or what you learned from that moment there could be a takeaway in your life that could help prevent somebody from making a mistake that you made or could help somebody who's in that same situation get to the solution faster Mm -hmm. and of course you have to be mindful of how you present this information you can't just ramble and waste people's time you got to really sit with it and get to the point but when you get to that point it could really be an aha moment for somebody and so um I'm really glad that you felt like that because that's ultimately what I want is just to feel like I'm a friend like I'm a even if I never meet somebody in real life and we never talk I want somebody to listen to that episode for 20 minutes or an hour if I talk to somebody else and be like wow I really feel like I I got to know these two people And I feel less alone and crazy in this world that is so vast and so overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, life can be so overwhelming. And I think if you don't know how to take care of your mental health, you can really just head to a burnout or like, like our mental health is so important. And I think a lot of people don't do enough. So is there something that you do for your uh, mental health? Something that you kind of, maybe like a routine or something that you stick to that helps you with your mental health? Well, so I've always, I've always written things. I've, I mean, I, I was recently looking at pictures, just like old pictures, and I just always had something. So I was journaling, I had a little paper or something. I'm always just writing things and documenting things and it's on whether it's on a podcast or it's in a on a piece of paper it's just like there's something about getting it out of out of me and like out of the pressure of staying stuck inside that helps me and it could be something really silly like a to-do list or it could be something like just something I really need to get off my chest even if nobody ever reads it or hears it so that's something that I integrate always like at any given moment I just have a journal in my backpack or it's just something that's accessible to me. Like being around without a pen is like a really uncomfortable feeling for me. I don't like it. I feel very naked when I don't have a pen, um, which is interesting. But yeah, it's like, that's something that I've integrated always because I feel drawn to do that. Um, It looks different for me. Like right now, self-care for me is leaving New York and, you know, finding out where peace is because I'm, I'm, I'm dwindling. Like, I feel like a part of me is really starting to, to dwindle. Like I haven't been this tired in a really long time and this isn't really me. And I know it's because of my environment. So right now my self-care is like being like moving to an environment that is going to help me be cat, like my full cat self, you know, and that's a really drastic, uh, bold move And that's not something that happens all the time. That's not a routine necessarily, but self-care looks differently. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like therapy for me every week is absolutely a part of my self-care and is something that I, I integrated probably like a year and a half into living here. Yeah. Like a year and a half or so. And the timing of me finding my therapist was just like, there's so many things that unfolded after that that I don't know if I, I don't know how I would have gone, gone through by myself. And so it's like my therapist is, is, is a version of me taking care of myself. Writing is a version of that, you know, drinking my water is a version of self-care, moving my body. Like 
the beginning of quarantine, I, I, I think I talked about this on my Instagram at some point, but I felt like a sloth. Like I didn't move around a lot. I was so sad. I was so scared. I was so worried that I forgot to move. I forgot to stretch. I forgot to sweat because first of all, we couldn't go outside. So that was one version. But then even when we could go outside, I just, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel good enough to, to do that. And so I'm integrating that back in and just eating food again, like healthy food and making meals for myself instead of like just snacking all the time. And, you know, just things that are really basic that I lost sight of are integrated again. And that's self-care for me in a way that um, is just, I guess, the most important thing right now, just back to the basics about everything. That's what it feels like, just back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of people have the same a lot of people have time to kind of reflect now and think about their lives and and just everything so yeah it's it's a very it's an interesting time but it's a very scary feeling though to to have to reevaluate everything and to change yeah suddenly <laughs> Yeah, so many things at the same time. Like usually life, or not usually, sometimes they say when it rains, it pours. Like yeah. <laughs> life has a way of like, oh, like here's this thing and I'm just gonna, let's just get it over with, change all of this too. And then other times it trickles in. But right now it feels like not only is it a lot happening at the same time, but these are major, major, major shifts. Like these are paradigm shifts. These are like people are contemplating like the way they want to live. Not just like, oh, like, I'm going to change my wardrobe change. Like, yeah. no, you you may not want to live in the same place anymore. You may not want to be friends with the same people anymore. You may not want to... Want to be married to the same person. Yeah, like, real, real, real things. Or now you may want to marry somebody because you realize, like, whatever. But it's just, like, mm-hmm. these are these are really important changes and decisions and, you know, questions that happen over time usually and now it's just like we're facing our mortality we're facing our you know just like the fact that all of this is 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 temporary and fragile and we're just like why waste any time why why be involved in anything that doesn't feed me why why waste anything and and for me like that's that is partly why I'm quitting my job because I realize, like, well, I have this thing in my life, Goddess Council, that recharges me and makes me feel like I have a purpose in the world. And then I work a job that does not feel like that. So luckily, I have the privilege of having my needs met. And I don't have to have a job to survive right now because I have my savings and I'm in a relationship and we can work together and stuff. But for those people who have that luxury and that privilege of being able to stick, take a step back and think about what they want to do it's, it's happening right now. If you've ever, if, if you've ever wanted to quit your job, like you, this is probably the time to quit your job because it, to some extent, there's a lot of people who are feeling like, well, I need to hunker down and, and be really grateful for my job, which I totally understand because so many people, particularly in the U S are losing their jobs. But then at the same time for people who have been working and who've been saving and who are like, why am I here? this is the best time to be like, well, if I don't have to be here, I'm not going to be here because I need to be utilizing my energy and my life force in a way that makes sense because you just never know when your last day is, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we for sure have learned this year. 
so many people have lost their lives. That's true. Do you think that you'll go back to New York? Maybe in the future when things settle down and... Well, the plan is to come back. The plan is technically to come back like in six months. So like we're going to move probably like in October um, and we're supposed to come back in six months. But I don't know what New York is going to look like six months from now. I don't know. We, I don't know if I'll love Austin. I don't know if like I'll feel like, wow, this is actually where I need to be. And I don't I won't know until I leave. And that's, I think, such an important reason why we should we should move and we should try new places out because you will never know if some other place resonates with your spirit better if you don't at least go there for a little bit and try. So that's what this is. And for now, it's it just feels like a retreat. It feels like a place where I could just go and be myself again and find my way back to myself and then if if I feel like, okay, I'm ready to come back to New York or I crave New York, then we'll come back. And if everything aligns and that, that's what it'll look like. Otherwise, I'm open to then moving somewhere else if that's what is required, you know? Yeah, that's true. So before I let you go, um, I always do this roundup section at the end of every conversation where I ask my guests a couple of questions. Um, And one of my favorite questions to ask anyone is, what do you like or love the most about yourself? Ooh, good question. <sighs> I don't know. I guess I guess I do know. Um, I, I really make people feel seen and I hold space for people in a way that honestly feels very natural to me. I don't feel... I don't feel like it's a thing I have to work on. It's just the way that I am. And I think it's because I kind of grew up feeling like I wish more people listened to me and that more people ask me questions. So my way of making sure that I don't do that to other people is kind of ingrained in me because I do what I do to other people, what I wish was done more to me growing up. And so um, I just ask a lot of questions and I, I do my best to listen and, it's crazy how far that goes because I guess a lot of people don't do that. So yeah, I really like that about myself. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so if you could switch lives with, with anyone, uh, who would it be and why? Oh my God. I've never been asked this question before. <laughs> if I could switch lives with anyone. Who would it be and why? Who do I really admire? I admire so many people. <laughs> And I admire people for so many different reasons. Like there's no one person who has everything. Like initially I'm like, oh, like Rihanna, right? Like everybody loves Rihanna. It's like fashion and, and that, you know, like she's just such a badass. But I also like really admire people who love books. And so like I, I would also switch lives with like a scholar who gets to read books all day and like just gets to sit in a room and just think about things. And then I would also switch lives with like a botanist, somebody who's like, into plants and flowers. So I don't know. I really don't know if there's one person because I feel like I'm split into so many different interests, but anybody who is like invested in, in the earth, anybody who is invested in artistic expression, any woman who is like truly like a, a woman in her own way and who has embodied like the power that lies in her, is somebody I would want to switch lives with because I feel like I'm still on my journey of trying to figure out like how to really be my fullest self and anyone who 
already knows how to do that is a true inspiration to me. So I don't, that's not like your, the answer you wanted, but that's no, that is, how I look at it. That is actually more than I thought that you would say. And I kept thinking of Michelle Obama when you described that woman at the end of, of your answer. I kept picturing Michelle Obama because she is, as far as we know, you know, from seeing her, because <laughs> we don't know her personally, but she is very honest and open and she talks about the hard times that she has faced and like it's not only good or I'm powerful and I'm this and I'm that. What, you know, a lot of politicians don't do, of course, but so yeah, I don't know. But I'm not going to answer it in your place. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Michelle Obama is amazing. So um, society has kind of created this um, illusion of success that it is fame or money or beauty, you know, like all of the superficial things. But I, I would like to know what your definition is of success. It's a beautiful question. These days, success to me just looks like, it looks like having the space to to reflect and figure out who I am. And that's a luxury, you know, having your time and having access to your time is a luxury and a privilege in this world. And so it's like the more of my time that I get to dictate what I want to do with it, the more successful I will feel because it's like I'm reclaiming my life, you know? And so as I don't get distracted, as I don't give into things that don't matter, and as I stay focused on what really matters, um, which for me is just being connected, truly connected to other human beings and supporting my family and breaking a lot of the generational um, cycles, the traumatic cycles that have been following my family for so long. Like that to me is success. And I know that that's not necessarily going to be found outwardly. That's not something that is tangible in the way they're like, ah, here, like, you know, whatever. But in my soul, that is what success is to me. And I picture myself in 40 years still saying the same answer because it's just rooted in the reason why I think we're human, you know? Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so well-formed. Oh, thank you so much. I loved talking to you. You have such a good spirit. You're such a great yeah. human. I, I just feel like, yeah. I feel like I know you when I don't, <laughs> you know? The podcast. <laughs> the podcast will do that. The podcast will do that. I have listened to so many episodes, <laughs> but I'm I'm absolutely a new subscriber. Absolutely. Yay. Amazing. <laughs> um, well, great chatting with you. You too. Thank you. Goodbye.